Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. episode seven of the bagels and locks podcast i'm davy bagels and surprise i'm your only host now uh our listeners will will remember last week that chase was uh having technical difficulties and and not thoroughly committed to the pod um so he he departed about halfway through the show and he never returned um he was he was uh he was he was removed from the podcast due to creative differences, and uh, yeah, you guys are are uh, you're stuck with me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just messing with you guys. God, that would suck for all of our listeners. Um, yeah, nobody it, wants to listen to me for an hour straight. That that's the only reason you're back, for the record. Yeah, it's very difficult. Even like I love listening to Bill Simmons, and even the weeks where like he talks by himself for an hour straight, it's a tough listen. Yeah, and and his voice is way better than mine, although still very annoying. Bill Simmons' voice. It's way better than mine as well. Um, I apologize. Right, before we're letting you back, though, ap- apologize to our yeah. listeners and to See, me. So I apologize to you for having uh, pushed the podcast to Saturday, uh, so having to have you rearrange your schedule, and then when the time came Saturday, um, just a combination of errors. The hotel Wi-Fi wasn't working, and then I tried to do it on sell service but it's kind of like shithead the service in america isn't that great if you think you're going to be able to do it across the pond just on lte i don't know what to tell you um so i know i was in and out last week i apologize to all of our listeners it will not happen again um i'm going to be in america for the rest of the football season with the exception of one week but that week that i'm in aruba i know for a fact the hotel wi-fi at the marriott surf club is fantastic and Chase has very kindly agreed to uh, give me three of his points for the season. So at the end of the year, we'll be truing up and we'll be taking three of his wins and giving them to me for uh, allowing him back on the podcast. Yeah, not sure I agreed to that, but I'm also confident enough that I don't think it's going to matter. So we'll call it a soft maybe. Ooh, um, that sounds like agreement to me. People a, heard it. It's a soft maybe. Um, all right. So you probably didn't get to hear my picks last week. So I'll just recap all five. Um, I went two and three yet again. So I am 13, 11, and one on the week. Um, I will cover for the both of us on the one that we both picked together in the college football ranks. You probably couldn't hear it, but a point I tried to make on Kentucky, Georgia, which is, was this is going to go one of two ways. It's either Kentucky's going to play them really close and maybe win, or Auburn, just like they did last year, plays Georgia close and it pokes the beast. The beast was poked. Uh, Georgia won this game 51-13. I think Carson Beck, correct me if I'm wrong, had 300 yards and four TDs at the half. Um, It turns out he was a former five-star recruit for a reason. When you let these guys air it out, it opens up the offense. Brock Bowers is him. I know Kyle Pitts is probably scaring teams away from taking a tight end early, but Bowers, I think, is way better. Um, Needless to say, swing and a miss on both of our ends on the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah, that was a total ass kicking and a brutal one. Um, that was my Lakshmir too. Um, so no good there. Um, you know what? I'm looking at this again. No, I did go two and three. Um, my other elves for the week, uh, Mizzou plus five and a half versus LSU, a brutal backdoor beat. Um, LSU had a pick six with like 20 seconds left, one by nine. Um, so Mizzou did not cover there. Um, and then Ravens minus four and a half versus the Steelers. I'm never betting on the Ravens again. I've never seen a team. And you could tell me if I'm crazy thinking this, but just watching this team the past couple of weeks, I've never seen a team play down to competition more than the Ravens. And I just think like, I know he gets paid like one. I know he's a former MVP. I can't consider Lamar an elite quarterback. He just does not get the job done time and time again against teams that his team is clearly better than. I, I agree. The Ravens have been firmly added to my 
I'm never betting on you again list. Um, and I got a couple more on that list. The Titans, absolutely on that list. So guess what game I will not be betting on this weekend? The Ravens-Titans game. The Bengals are slowly creeping onto that list, although I think I got one more bad loss until I, I definitely bet on them. And an absolute mainstay on the fuck you, I can't figure you out, I'm never betting on you again list, at least for me, is the Saints. I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Um, I, I, I bet the wrong side of the saints every week. So I, do you have any others? Did you pick any of these teams last week? I genuinely don't know. I'm not trying to be an asshole. No, I, I didn't pick any of these teams. I mean, I didn't pick them like on the podcast, but I bet almost all of them every week now on one side or the other. And I can't figure them out. I don't know. Do you have any additions to this? This I'm never betting on you again list. I think I'm going to start betting on the Bengals more because it kind of looks like Joe Burrow can move again. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that's probably true. I mean, it, and it turns out Jamar Chase was, in fact, open quite a bit. <laughs> he did look good. Look, I got a Super Bowl future on them, so I hope they turn it around, but I can't I think, throw any more money into them. Yeah, I was going to say, I believe I took them to win it um, on this. I think so. we both did. So go Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, no, I have no more. Like I'm not gonna bet them teams. Um, maybe LSU because I've been on the wrong side of LSU two weeks in a row. Uh, my two wins in the Poo Poo Bowl: Zach Wilson beat Russ Wilson. Jets covered minus two. <laughs> Hell yeah! So wait, hold on. You sent me this pick as Jets minus two, but you didn't get to announce it on the pod. It was Jets plus two. All right, so I won no matter what. <laughs> I, that, but I, 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 in the in the Instagram graphic, I gave you the benefit of the plus two. So oh, I understand. I'm a bad guy. Oh well, Jets minus two. I had the bolded. I was confident. You know, I'm not even going to say I was confident in the Jets. The Broncos are just terrible. Like yep. this is the worst defense I've ever seen. Yep. No, I was on that one too. That was an easy and, one. And um, Bama minus one and a half at A and M was my log of the week. Um, I. <sighs> We said Bama was dead, and at a minimum, I think they're making the SEC title game. Do I think they'll beat Georgia? No, but is there a world where Bama could be back in the playoff? Maybe. I think so. I mean, come on. I, we were talking about Georgia being frauds and, like, potentially losing against Well, Kentucky. I think Georgia's in regardless, though. I think they're only lost to Bama in the SEC title game. No, 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 but I'm just saying, like, I, I'm not so sure I'm counting Bama out of, a, of an SEC title here. Yeah, I agree. It's, um, you know, I don't know, though. If, if, they're, if they have two losses, I'm not sure they get in. I, no, they have to beat Georgia in the SEC title game. Oh, they'd have to beat them. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that – but I think the path now is uh, much clearer to that. They just have to win out. That's always been the path. So, um, all right. So, what was your record last week? Two and three. Again, it should have been three and two. The bad beats follow me week in and week out. Um, Maryland, I had them plus 19 and a half at Ohio State, and they lost by 20, even though they controlled the game the entire time for a good amount of it, for three quarters. I really thought they were going to win that game, and anybody that follows us on Instagram knows I was posting and posting and posting that two top five teams were going to lose Saturday, only one of them did, which is my other pick. I'm finally validated. I feel vindicated. Oklahoma plus five and a half at Texas. They win the game. I sprinkled some money line too, so I made some nice cash. Um, you know, I don't feel like I can parade Texas around as frauds like I was hoping because Oklahoma just looked really good, and I think they're uh, they're a real playoff contender. You got the shaft um, from my mother on that Maryland-Ohio State pick. So she started the game wearing a Maryland shirt because that's where she went. And then she posted a picture in the family group message about it. And then when they were up 10 nothing, Mac bullied her and said, you have to change your shirt and wear an Ohio State shirt. And she did. Yeah. And I think they outscored him like 37-7 the rest of the way. So Yeah, it was – they looked – they. I mean – I really thought they were going to win that game, and I had them money line too. I was going to. I was, Last week was the first time in three weeks I didn't take Maryland as one of my picks. I know, and and honestly, I was really excited to talk to you about it, 
and you abandoned me to go hang out with your British friends and hit on the queen or whatever you were doing. Dude, she's dead. Who knew? Yep. Sorry to break it to you. Who knew? Queen's dead and Liberace's gay. Who knew? <laughs> All right. Um, I was on that Jets pick with you. That was easy money. Um, I was on the Packers plus two and a half. They lost by four. That was a tough beat. Jordan Love might suck. I might be wrong on him. And I'm then, also, in his defense, though, I'm also going to – the play calling was fucking terrible. Throw the ball to Romeo Dubes. The guy's good. And he is good. Uh, Romeo Dubes, like Romeo Doobies. Yeah, Romeo Dubes. <laughs> No, I, I agree. They got a lot of shit to figure out. When you have that. less than one point for my fantasy team last week, I pronounced your last name wrong. Yeah, that's bad. That's that's not a good week. No. Um, and my last one was the Kentucky game, which we already talked about. That was an ass kicking, which uh, it always hurts to lose your lock schmear of the week, like in the first quarter. Um, so two and three, which brings my record to nine and 16. Not great, but certainly not the worst I've ever been through five weeks. All right. Let's start in the college ranks. Uh, Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, I know we have a big game preview, but let's hold off on that because part of the big game preview is my lock of the week. Sounds good. We'll do that at the end then. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to go with an ACC game first. Oh. Going, going Tar Heels minus three and a half versus the Canes. Let me just say this. This pick has nothing to do with the fact that Mario Cristobal had the single worst end-of-game coaching performance in the history of football last week. Agree. That was truly horrible. For those who didn't see, all they, there was 35 seconds left in the game. They take a knee. They win it. Instead, the running back fumbles, um, which I almost think like it's lost in the shuffle. As terrible as the knee and the fumble was, the fact that you then let them go 76 yards in like 35 seconds, to me, is the part that isn't getting talked about enough. Um, but regardless, Miami would have been undefeated heading into this ranked matchup. Now they're 4-1. North Carolina's undefeated. I just think North Carolina's the better team. I, I think in any other year, Drake May is such a slam dunk number one overall pick, and we're talking about him like crazy. Um, alas, Caleb Williams exists, but you know they're the clear, I think, 1-2 in the draft overall. To me, the biggest thing is just the Carolina offense has been so great the last couple of years under Mac Brown. The D is much improved this year. Um, and I think this is the game where, you know, not that Drake May is not already on the map, but I think this is his first really big marquee game where everyone starts to take notice yet again. So go heels, minus three and a half. Yeah, I'm totally with you. Miami falls into the camp of Florida State and Texas of teams we all want to talk about being back, but uh, they'll never win a big game. And this is a big game um, in Chapel Hill. I'm not ready to say that the UNC defense is any better but their offense is definitely really good. Uh, I, I'm on this one, not officially, but it is included in the bankrupt FanDuel parlay. Perfect. What's your first pick then? All right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go back to the well of the guys that burn me, but they have become a little bit of a podcast favorite. I'm taking Maryland minus 13 and a half versus Illinois. Illinois, um, They've beaten nobody. They've played nobody. They, they've looked horrible in every conference game. Maryland's playing this game at home. They were really competitive against probably the second best team in the Big Ten um, in Ohio State and a real playoff contender, and they played them tight the whole day. Um, I, I think this spread is weird. I think it should probably start with two. So I'm, uh, I'm on Maryland and our boy Talia. You had me at Terps. I knew I would. I also think for whatever it's worth, Illinois, you know, they were a big surprise last year under Brett Malema. And I think them losing Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator, the new head coach at Purdue. Um, I think that's a big loss for Illinois and it's shown on the field so far this year. Um, I'm not sure. I appreciated that, but I was just looking at their schedule like, Oh, Illinois, have they, have they beaten anybody? And no, they've just, they've gotten their ass kicked a lot. I mean, 44, 19 loss at Purdue they got beat by Nebraska last week, which is Nebraska's first real win, 20 to 7. Um, killed by Penn State, two score loss to Kansas. They barely beat Toledo. Like, this is a bad Illinois team and a super competitive Maryland team that only has one loss to Ohio State in a kind of close game. This line is weird. Time for me to go back to one of my favorites from last year. And you just mentioned their name. Oh, I knew who you're going to. We're taking yeah. the blue. We're taking the Rock, blue. Chalk, 
Rock, Chalk, Jayhawk, Kansas minus three and a half at Oklahoma State. This seems like a big overreaction to me. Um, Oklahoma State beat Kansas State by eight last week. But prior to that, they lost to Iowa State by seven, Southern Alabama by 26. Um, and they opened the year with a win against Central Arkansas. The, I don't think Gundy knows what he wants to do. He's playing quarterback carousel the whole season. Um, and, and again, I'm just a believer in Kansas. Um, last week, they beat UCF by 29. I mean, their only loss this year was against Texas. They beat a, a solid Nevada team. A sour BYU team. You just mentioned they beat Illinois. This just, to me, seems like a big overreaction to the line last week. Um, to Oakley State beating K-State. Rock Chalk Jayhawk, baby. Kansas by three and a half. So I, I got burned by, on Kansas when I was a week too early on Texas being frauds and, and taking their first loss. They kicked and I think it was because Jalen Daniels didn't play. And I just checked. He's saying Jalen Daniels. Jalen Daniels plays for LSU. No, no, Jalon, Jalen, not Jaden. Yeah, I think you gotta say Jalon. I think you gotta enunciate it. No, I just, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make his name change because some guy on LSU, who's not even that good. No, no, no. Jalen, Jalen Daniels, is still hurt. Is the problem? Yeah, I think I'm a believer still. Rock chalk, Jayhawk. All right, the kid, the, the backup kid, has not looked great. They beat. UCF this week, which is an impressive. He I didn't just, look good when I was watching. Yeah, I just think OK State, uh, to me, it's just it's a weird rebuilding year for them. I think it was a big red flag when Spencer Sanders transferred to Ole Miss to be the backup quarterback. Yeah, it's a tough look. How long has that kid at Ole Miss been the quarterback, by the way? Dart. Dart, it's only Dart's second year. He's young. Only his second year. I feel like he's been around forever, but maybe just because he's got a cool, memorable name. Started, I think he was a USC recruit, and then they got Caleb, and then he went to Kiffin. That sounds right. Um, all right. Speaking of Lincoln Riley, um, my second college pick, I'm, I'm taking USC plus two and a half at Notre Dame. Um, I was shocked to see that they're dogs in this game. Um, Notre Dame... Did they play last week, or is it the last time they played when they beat Duke? No, they lost to uh, Louisville. Oh, they did lose to Louisville. All right, I knew that. They lost to Louisville last week. Hartman threw three picks, and this offense is falling apart. This is what I wanted to say. I, I do believe in the Notre Dame defense. They played a lot of good games this, this year. They did not play well last last week. Um, but you, you know how I feel about Sam. I love Sam Hartman, but in the big games um, – He's, he's always liable to blow up and throw a bunch of picks. I just don't think this offense can keep pace with USC. I don't think the Notre Dame defense is good enough to stop the best offense in the country. And I can't believe that a two-loss Notre Dame team is favored uh, against the USC team that didn't look great last year, last week, sorry, but um, is undefeated and uh, very, very talented, especially on offense. The only thing that scares me is that this is kind of all Notre Dame has to play for now. Like Sam Harmon was brought in like a mercenary to try to bring them to the CFP, and obviously that's not working out. But Caleb Williams is just that guy. And I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's like you know USC may play close games, but I think they're going to win the game. And once they're getting points, like, all right, so even if it's a close win, who gives a shit? We're getting points. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this, is on, this is going to be on my board for sure. They got a little bit of like – Chiefs in them where you know that like they're going to have the ball late and they're going to do what they need to do to go down the field and score. Like the defense is questionable, but I don't really believe in the Notre Dame offense. Like, I don't know. The USC will probably lose a game somewhere along the way before the PAC 12 championship, but it'll probably be a PAC 12 shootout. I don't think it'll be this game. Don't count out the team that has the number one stop rate in all of college football defensively, the UCLA Bruins, who wow, played them second to last week of the regular season. That's the kind of game USC could absolutely lose. Oh, God, I would be so ecstatic. Um, all right. That's the uh, cannibalism kind of thing. Oh, of course, always. One last cannibalism for the ride. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, do you want to move to NFL or my lock of the week is a college pick? Do you want to just cover it now and then we'll circle back? My lock of the week's college pick too. So let's just do lock schmears of the week and then we'll go to the to Sunday. All right, you want to do yours first because mine yeah, is yeah. the quote, quote, big game. Not quote unquote, it is the big game of the week. 
and then we'll do the big game breakdown. Although, I, honestly, we could have just as easily done USC Notre Dame. But um, all right, my lock schmear of the week is I'm going back to the well. I took a couple weeks off, but I'm taking Colorado minus 11 and a half at home against Stanford. Um, this is another line that I think is just priced the wrong way. Travis Hunter coming back. We've already established on this show that Stanford's really, really bad. I think this is the kind of game where Colorado is going to put up a million points, especially with Hunter. Um, and I, it, it's hard for me to see how they, uh, how they don't win by 30 points. So for the line to be only 11 and a half, I feel really, really good about this one. I think the buffs are back. I also might think that though, because both Bryce Harper and Nick Castellanos against the Braves today wore Colorado gear walking into the dugout and they each hit two home runs today. No, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's definitely cool to, to like rep coach prime and the buffs. Um, they had a couple tough weeks there, but uh, got a win last week against Arizona state in a tight one. And, with Hunter back on the field and playing a horrible Stanford team, these guys are going to run it up. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, my lock of the week has to do with the big game of the week in the Pac-12. Two undefeated teams, and there's a lot of storylines to play here. The number eight Oregon Ducks visiting the number seven Washington Huskies. Um, so obviously whoever wins this game, along with USC, has the fast track to the Pac-12 title game. Unless, and again, the Pac-12 does this every year, but it just feels like this year there's so many good Pac-12 teams. They're going to get somebody into the playoff. And whoever wins this game gets a little bit of flexibility, even if they lose the Pac-12 title game, because it'll be a top-10 win. Two unbelievable offenses. I mean, we've seen what UW's done the whole season under Phoenix. He right now is the second-highest Heisman odds uh, behind Caleb Williams. But Bo Nix, if you believe, Bo Nix is in the top five um, as well. Two veteran quarterbacks looking to go in probably day two of the NFL draft. Two high-flying offenses. Two fairly new head coaches. It's Kellen DeBoer and Dan Lanning's second year. Both had big success uh, year one in Washington and Oregon, respectively. My lock of the week for the game is over 67 and a half. I know that is a shit ton of points. But these in the be- these teams in the best way possible are traditional Pac-12 teams right now. The offenses are incredible. Um, I think both quarterbacks put on a show. Ultimately, I think whoever wins this game, um, there's a world where they hop Caleb Williams as the Heisman front runner, or at least get even with him. Um, I think especially if it's Phoenix, you know, there's so much momentum for him as is. If he goes out and beats Oregon, I think that's huge. I think the Husky faithful are going to come out in force for this game. All that said, though, if you ask me to make a pick, I'm going to go with the Ducks. Not my official pick. The official pick's the over. But if you ask me to bet on this game, um, I would take the Ducks just because I trust this Oregon defense a little bit more than the Washington defense. Dan Lanning's history as a coordinator, he was the uh, the D.C. on the first Georgia National Championship team. He's got his defense always ready to play. Um, I think it's going to be a shootout, but I trust the Ducks to get that last stop a little bit more. You know, Chase, after the hostility um, last week and in the beginning of this show – I was really hoping we'd be on the other side of a lot of stuff, but this is my pick too. I I have no idea who's going to win this football game. It's going to be fun as hell. There's going to be a lot of offense. So I'm all over the over. I took this off at the last second to add Maryland because I thought that was a more fun storyline. And I also love that pick, but yeah, like this just feels like it's going to be points and points and points. This this has a chance to be, um, so going to New York comic con Saturday. Um, Yes, you are for part pleasure, part work. Uh, I found out this week, one of the biggest talent I rep is doing a panel at night. So what are you dressing as? Um, I'll probably throw the red power ranger shirt on. That's a cop out. You're just going to throw a t-shirt that has a power ranger logo on it. Cop out. Well, it's like my red ranger shirt. Yeah. You, you can do better than that. I have my red ranger shirt and I'm going to go up to the original red ranger and show him a picture that we had taken seven years prior at the movie premiere of the new power rangers movie. I thought that guy died, the Power Ranger. No, Tommy. The, this is Jason, the Red Ranger. Tommy, the Green Ranger. Croaked. R.I.P. Jason, David, Frank. Um, the point being, this game could be in contention for the highest scoring game that I've ever sat through at Comic-Con. Um, the only other one that comes to mind was Comic-Con 2019 when Kyler Murray was in the Red River rivalry. I had Texas. 
And I think the final score, and this was like when the Kyler Heisman trajectory really started. I think the final score was 51-48. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised this line isn't like 70 and a half points instead of 60. I, I guess both of these teams have kind of real defenses. It's not like a USC game, but yeah, screw USC. Um, and honestly, it's great. I, and and uh, there's some more big Pac-12 games. Like, I'll make it about myself. Like, UCLA, Oregon Stadium, another top 20 matchup. Um, Utah, I think, is playing somebody big. Uh, Pac-12, there's a, <laughs> there's a world where you can make an argument that pound for pound right now, the Pac-12 is the best conference in the country. But everybody I would, is making that argument. Who is, who is fighting that argument? Um, Everybody's saying that. Yeah. I think like when you watch a lot of these teams play defense, UCLA notwithstanding, that, that is the argument for me. Um, yeah, because I mean the Big Ten has a bunch. I don't know. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks you almost uh, – the Big Ten has three of what, the top six teams in the country right now. Um, I don't know how good Penn State is, but I think Michigan and Ohio State are legit. ACC, no. Big 12 has Texas and Oklahoma. And the SEC has Georgia. And then a little gap. And then Bama. And then a little gap. So back to pack, baby. This is sick. <laughs> uh, look, I really think you guys are you're the conference right now. It's a down year for the SEC. I don't, I don't even – I'm not even afraid of Ohio State. And I agree. We don't know what Penn State is yet. So – you guys are it for now. Enjoy until you and start beating the shit out of each other and uh, you'll all be ranked in the teens. And all it took was the TV deal not to happen. Yeah, right. All you had to do is fall apart to come together. Um, all right. NFL picks. I have two massive spreads for mine. <laughs> all right. Well, I actually also have two big spreads. Um, they you, probably, go you go first. They're probably the same games. <laughs> I hope not. With there's too much kumbaya going on today. We're going we Bills minus fourteen versus Giants. They're going. Oh no, I'm not on that one. But I do gonna, agree. They're going to stomp down our throats. We have no healthy old linemen. Daniel Jones is probably not going to play. Tyrod Taylor is going to be in a quarterback. I, there's a world where honestly they might just not play Saquon in this game. But even if they did, um, the Bills are so much better than the Giants, and they're pissed because they lost that London game. Well, so my apologies to anybody who took my advice for London. One thing I did not account for, I did say that there were so many more Bills fans. I didn't realize that the Bills didn't get there till like Thursday night. Bad planning on the on uh, the Bills front offices end. Got to get there at least a couple days in advance to fight the jet lag. Um, so it's a way more talented and pissed off Bills. There's a world where they beat the Giants by 30. I totally agree. Um, I, this line opened at 15 and a half, which is like a like when a Power five school plays a so it's know, gone so it's gone down. It was uh, these these lines are as of six o'clock this night tonight. So. Yeah, it, it's moved in our direction. I think because you don't see two touchdown plus lines in the NFL. Uh, I, we're not starting outside of Evan Neal, who's been horrible. Our entire offensive line is uh, not playing the position they were supposed to play in the beginning of the year, or. And Evan, Neal, and Evan Neal looks like he is. And Evan Neal's horrible. He like he he's the biggest liability on the whole line. Waller's not going to play. Jones isn't going to play. I agree with you. There's no reason to put Saquon in this Wait, game. Waller yeah. might not play. Yeah, Waller's questionable. I think he was limited to practice, or he actually may not have practiced at all. We're fucked. Wandell may not play. He was questionable. Um, this game is trouble. Yeah, this is going to be a shellacking. Yeah, yeah, it's going to suck. But at least we'll get to watch red zone. I'm not. I I'm going to watch like the first quarter, and then when we're down two touchdowns, I'm not going to. I'm not going to suffer through it anymore. I'm sick of it. Boy, do I have some bad news for you then? Are we? Are, is this a primetime game? Sunday night football. Oh fuck. <laughs> Which I guess just means you could turn it off and be done with football for the day. Yeah, but I like Sunday night football. Now I have to hate it. I, 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 last year was so fun when we played on primetime. I could talk about it with people the next day. I could watch Red Zone. 
now it's like the worst part of my week is when I have to watch us on prime time and like other people are watching and harassing me about it. And I feel like the whole world is laughing at us. That sucks. Why do we have so many primetime games, Chase? What do they do to us? Because life is pain. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Um, all right. My picks. Um, I'm also on a big favorite. I'm on uh, Eagles minus seven at the Jets. Jets got a nice win last week against the Broncos, who might be the worst team in the league, probably besides the Giants. Um, but this is a super, super talented Eagles team, and uh, they're going to put these Jets in their place. They're going to beat the shit out of them. Um, this should be a 10-point line. Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, where's the game? It's in New York. It's not going to matter. Yeah, I can like, see it. Wilson looked bad last week against the Broncos defense who are like, they've made every other quarterback in the league look good. Justin Fields looked like God against them. Um, So like, he's going to roll into this game. He's going to throw a million picks. The Jets won last week because they ran the ball really well. That's not going to happen against this Eagles front. That looks pretty good. Um, and then, and then, yeah, the, the Eagles will score. They'll always score. They run the ball. Hurts looks good. So. Fair enough. Um, I'm going to stick in the AFC East. I'm going Dolphins minus 13 and a half versus the Panthers. Basically, just take the analysis I gave you with the Giants and just move it over to the Panthers. Um, not a good team. And this Dolphins offense is so good and so dynamic. There's just no world where the Panthers... Um, stop them. Yeah, no A-chain hurts. Yeah, but you know what? They still have Mostert. Jeff Wilson's going to be elevated in play, so they still have a change of pace back. Um, and if anything, it gives them an excuse to get Jalen Waddle involved more. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with what you said. Um, the Panthers suck, although I think they're healthier than us. Um, it's it's just a huge line for an NFL game. I like I always get scared by these two touchdown NFL lines. The Giants are a little bit different because I've seen just how bad we are and I know how hurt we are. But it's a big line for professional football. Yeah, this is, feels like a big week for a teaser. It does. Yeah, you could tease some of these down a little bit. For your and game, like my two picks, your pick. There's another game that I would I, I'll wait to your next pick, but like. I'll say your pick and then I'll I'll give you mine and I don't even think you have to tease it. This would have been my Lakshmi of the week if I didn't want to pick three college games. Niners minus six and a half at the Browns. And Deshaun Watson even isn't even gonna play. And the Niners look like the best team in the league by far. The Browns offense is gonna be bad with or without Watson. And again, I it sounds like he's not gonna play. And the Niners offense, I, I know the Browns have been playing good defense, and I know they're coming off a bye. But this offense is unstoppable. This this is this is going to be another Niners blowout, like they've blown every other team they've played out. Um, so for the line only to be six and a half, I I feel really good about this one. This is going to be a big unit play for me. Yep, I'm with you there. And then um, uh, I'm looking for one last team to uh, put this teaser together. Give me all right, ready? What do you think of this teaser? This is this is a a good old fashioned. Six point teaser, so plus 500 juice. Honestly, I'd feel comfortable taking it even down to five points. You get Chiefs minus five and a half, Niners minus one and a half, Dolphins minus eight and a half, Eagles minus two, Bills minus nine, over 40 and a half, Seahawks, Bengals. I agree with everything else. I'm just trying to think about Seahawks, Bengals. Yeah, that one. That game could go. Yeah, or you know what? Take uh, Raiders plus, or just take them out. Or Lions. I I like the Lions plus two. Honestly, the Lions. Who they play? The Bucks. Oh, I saw this line. Yeah, the Bucks are frisky. I, like, I agree that I'm, I like, I would I like the Rams. I like the Rams down to minus two now against the Cardinals. The Cardinals have been fun, but that offense with Cooper Cup back, they're humming. 
Yeah, agreed. And and the Cardinals came back down to earth last week. So there's there's a lot of ways you could approach that, but those are, those are just some ideas. I, I just think don't get greedy. We just talked about four games that we both really like, which is rare and probably means bad things for your teaser. But just take those four. Don't get greedy. If the fifth one kills you, you'll you'll sleep like shit that night. Eh, I sleep like shit anyway. It's fine, but I appreciate the concern. I also kind of like. I also kind of like the Bears money line at home against the Vikings. No, I hate that. I hate that. No Justin Jefferson. This Bears thing is over. It's been fun. They played some horrible teams. The Commanders are absolutely on that list of teams I'll never bet again because they're Jekyll and Hyde. You never know who you're going to see. And um, and they played well against the Broncos, but they're going to get blown out. This is a real roster in Minnesota. Um I could absolutely see see this being the game that Addison comes out of his shell um, and has like three touchdowns and looks like the next guy there. No Jefferson, no problem. Like KJ Osborne. KJ Osborne sucks. I feel like every time I watch the Vikings game, he drops a big pass. All righty then. Um, All right. Okay. Bank bankrupt or the obscure one? Let's do the bagel bet. The obscure one. This this. Yeah, the obscure one. That's that's not what it's called. Chase, Chase, you got to learn the names. Bagel bet. All right, so last week we were on – well, really not we because Chase was, was disbarred from the podcast at that point. I was on Jair Alexander over four and a half assists, which is a huge number of assists. Jair is the assist god, though. Um, easily hit it. He's hit that number every week. I would be betting on the assist god Jair Alexander again this week, but they haven't posted the defense special team props lines yet. That was the benefit of doing it on Saturday. So we're sticking with assists because I, and sometimes Chase when he wants to help, are tackle assists prop bet geniuses. And um, this week we're taking Nick Bolton under three and a half. Um Nick Bolton has never gotten more than, I think, one or two assists a game. He has six assists in five games. So under three and a half is an absolute lock. You can get that at minus 100, but it's the Thursday night game. Um, he's a he's a linebacker on the Chiefs, by the way. I probably should have said that. I didn't know who he was before the show. Um, this is the Thursday night game. They play the Broncos. Um, so take it under three and a half and you can use the Thursday night DraftKings promo 50% boost. And, uh, you can get this from minus one thirty to like plus one fifteen for a guy who's never going to get four tackle assists. It's an easy, easy way to start your week with a little bit of money betting on our favorite thing, tackle assists. Well, I have some good news. Um, and I don't even know if it made it into the show, but it turns out that prize picks has not officially been banned yet in New York. They passed the legislation, but they have not banned it yet. There's still time for us to get out and lobby our congressman. So yeah, keep lobbying your congressman. But in the meantime, um, I could give you some PP picks. Yeah, this is the most important political issue facing us right now. I'm joking. Obviously, there are a lot of important things going on. But yeah, I'm, I'm not, your congressman. I am not going to touch that one. That is a topic even I am going to avoid. Um, all right, let me just get one more. We'll have six. All right, we're going to go three passing, three receiving props. Tua over two seventy-two and a half passing yards. He's gone over three hundred the last two weeks. Jalen Hurts over two twenty-three and a half. He's gone over two eighty the last two weeks. Uh, Mahomes over 268 and a half. The Denver D just sucks. Uh, DJ Moore over 57 and a half receiving yards. I think they realize that if you throw the ball to your best receiver, good things happen. Do I think he's going to go for 200 yards again? No. But 75? Probably. Jamar Chase over 85 and a half. Just seems like a good number. I like uh, he's matching up against Devin Witherspoon, who's a rookie, but again, is still a rookie. So Ed's Jamar and Cooper Cup over 80 and a, eight and a half receiving yards. Cup is back, and it's like he never left. I love it. The Cup one scares me a little bit because – You never know about Punka Nunca. Yeah, like they got a lot of guys over there. 
We've only really seen one week of Cub, but now nah, this feels pretty good. Like, what do you make if you if you put twenty bucks on this? What do you make, or how does it work? Explain. If explain. You would put twenty bucks on that and hit all six. You would win five hundred dollars. It's twenty five x if you go six for six. Wow! And then if you go five for six, you win something else. If it's five for six, it's two x. If you go four for six, it's point four x. You get forty percent of your bet back. And if you go three for six, that's fifty percent. You get fucking cold. Point four x is kind of a slap in the face. Like it's it's sort of like I guess it's enough to be kind of meaningful, but I would like, say it is. But at the same time, though, there's like definitely a part of me um, that you know wants the. Uh, Wants any kind of money back. Yeah, no, it's better than nothing. I agree. But um, I don't know. It's like they could at least give you 50%, you know? Like where do they get 0.4 from? I don't know. Uh, Well, actually, do you want to – the answer honestly may be because the minimum you could – all right, so hear me out here. The minimum you can bet is $5 on a prize picks play. The minimum deposit is $10. So something tells me it's because the most often play is $10. Most common play is $10. And if you want 40% of that, it's $4. So you can't place a bet and therefore have to redeposit money. That sounds spot on. You're a true gambling detective. If they gave you 50%, they wouldn't reach back into your wallet for more. What's the minimum deposit? You said 10 bucks. Correct. So that way you can only get one play out of your 10 bucks. If you only hit four of your games, which is probably a pretty common outcome. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've hit the four out of 10 enough and had to do the deposit basically, as I just described it, that I know what's now you have 14 and yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what's what at this point. But then when you hit the 14 instead of the 10, which I've done a handful of times, and I do truly mean a handful, um, it's sick. because you Small win, handful. Yeah, you win more money. No, no, like a handful meaning like not many times, not like a good handful. <laughs> it was like, All right. No, that's a good PP. And I'm happy for you that, uh, that, that you can still do this for a limited time. I, I bet they give you to the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, I shit the bed so badly on a baseball one tonight, but whatever. Can you do? Um, all right, let's do some promo sexuals. So tonight we're going all the way to the land of Caesars. If you don't have an account on Caesars, listen to last week's episode. I ran through all of the sign-up bonuses, and uh, they got a pretty good one. And if you want a place to put that sign-up bonus, this week they're running a prop bet promo for week for sorry for Thursday night game. Um, Mahomes has to go over 299 and a half passing yards and Kelsey over five and a half receptions. They're calling this the player's going to play parlay. You know, they're trying to get the, the Swifty crowd taking uh, same game player prop parlays, which I, I don't think is going to happen, but Godspeed to, to the geniuses at Caesar. But anyway, the Chiefs play the play the Broncos. And both of these things seem pretty likely to happen um, against a really, really bad pass defense and defense generally. And you're getting plus 240 value for this. So this might be my favorite promo sexuals of the, of the whole podcast. So shout out Caesars. I only have one concern. And I, I say this mostly as a Travis Kelsey fantasy owner. My only concern is they kick the shit out of them early. And then Kelsey, because he did hurt his ankle last week, just – sits yeah that i mean that's a concern i feel the same way about mahomes like i'm gonna hammer mahomes overs but like there is a real concern that they just get conservative and start running the ball because you know mahomes does his throws for like two touchdowns russ does dumb rush shit and the next thing we know it's 28 nothing yeah but look they they beat the bears bad and kelsey had seven receptions um he's had 10 six and four in the other four games that he played. I agree this could be a little bit different because they could they could sit him. Um, so, that, I mean, that is kind of the concern. To be but, clear, I, I like I like the play. I just, you know, I, I serve as the devil's advocate. 
No, 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 no. And and their their defense is so bad. They could get gashed by Pacheco. They could get gashed by like Sky Moore and go up five touchdowns. But you do have to assume like if the Broncos score, I'm sorry, if the Chiefs score four or five touchdowns, you got to think that Kelsey's got a couple of them and he's going to hopefully get to six receptions. But yeah, that's probably how this falls down. The Mahomes part of it seems like such a lock. I am the devil's advocate. The devil's name is Jay and I am his advocate. <laughs> ah, you're, you, you make a good point. Um, okay. And then the bankrupt. Yeah, let's do it. You got one for us this week? You're going to cook one up on the fly or you want me to go? Yeah, you go. I'll make one right now. All right. So you missed it last week, Chase. Last week, I got it all the way down to an eight-legger, which, uh, as you can probably imagine, I took some pretty ridiculous underdog money lines. Friend friend of the show, Bryce, um, and I say friend of the show often, but he legitimately did come on and give us one of our best segments last year with NASCAR. He absolutely did. We need to get him back on for a big race. Um, Bryce hit a 10-legger and won three grand this week. Wow. Shout so out to Bryce. So he didn't bankrupt FanDuel, but he did pay – he like, and I don't know the details. He like somehow got invited to a wedding in Bangkok and uh, paid for his trip with it. Um, do I think there's a real world where he finds out that they call it Bangkok and not Bangkok for a reason? Absolutely. Um, but we'll make sure to have him on after that wedding takes place. <laughs> I would love to have him on. We can talk big money parlays. We'll make him give us a bankrupt fan duel one. And uh, maybe he can tell us about uh, his, his time in the in in Thailand, yeah, with the special sauce, yeah, with the with some some of his new friends. Maybe he'll bring one home. God, I um, hope. Anyway, uh, all right. So the the bankrupt Vandal parlay. So I did an eight teamer last week. I took some truly egregious money lines, including like Kentucky and Maryland over Ohio State. So obviously that one didn't hit, but it was a lot of fun. This week, I'm swinging back the other way um, because we talked about this. We both like so many favorites in, uh, in in college and in the pros that I mostly took minus money spreads. So um, 16 legs, here goes. Colorado, 11 and a half and over 60 and a half in that game. Rutgers, minus four and a half. Maryland, minus 13 and a half. Uh, Oregon, Washington, over 67 and a half. Whoa. That line is very different on FanDuel. I didn't even realize that. USC plus two and a half, two and a half. UNC minus three and a half. Duke minus three and a half. I like Duke this week for the record. Um, I think Leonard's going to play. Uh, NC State has not really looked great. Brandon Armstrong's not the answer. He's struggling, and and Duke's going to they're going to bounce back this week after their Notre Dame loss. Um, Niners minus six and a half. Vikings minus two and a half. Jags minus four and a half, Bengals minus three and a half, Falcons minus two and a half, Eagles minus seven, Chargers money line on Monday night football. If you were counting, and I know for a fact nobody listening was actually counting, but if you were, that was only 15 picks. I put those 15 in thinking I was going to get a ton of juice out of it, and I didn't get nearly the juice I needed. So I did something really, really stupid to juice this. I took the New York Liberty to win at three o'clock in the WNBA 2023 championship and they're plus 420. So um, the Liberty must be terrible. I don't really follow the WNBA, but they're down. They're down. down 2 the uh, Liberty are good. The Vegas aces are just a juggernaut. Oh, so this is an elimination game for them. I I changed my mind. I love this. New York Uh, never gets swept. Hope for your sake. All right, so what was your total juice on that? Oh, yeah, good point. So that was uh, 10 to win about 950. 950 grand? 950 grand, baby. Put it in. Put it in on FanDuel so we bankrupt them. We make a statement against the big bookies that take all our money every week. And uh, if you put it in without the Liberty bet, I'll totally understand. This is a football betting co- podcast, and uh, I did what I had to to get the juice I needed. Um, all right, give me one more second. I'm going to add one more. All right, I'm at 10 to win 139 grand, 15 legs. See, it's hard. Well, all right, hold on. Let me, I'll add one more. 
Um, eeny, meeny, miny, Buckeyes. All right, 10 to win 266 grand, 16 legs. <laughs> Do it. Chiefs minus 10 and a half, Niners minus six and a half, Dolphins minus 13 and a half, Bengals minus three, Raiders minus three, Lions minus three, Bills minus 14, Colorado minus 11 and a half, Kansas minus three and a half, over UW and uh, the other fucking game, Oregon. Um, K State money line, Kansas with the points, Falcons with the points, Rams with the points, Eagles with the points, Jags money line, Ohio State minus 19 and a half. Here's what worries me. I just heard you list off 16 picks and almost all of them was a, a picking a favorite, you know, something with a minus sign in it. And I listed 16 picks and all of mine was something with a minus sign in it are, I mean, because we're notorious for, for being on the wrong side of football history. Is this about to be the biggest week of, of football upsets of the season? I got it to over a million dollars, but it said the max I could win is a million. Yeah, yeah, you gotta you gotta like move your your bet down so you get it to like somewhere in the not high. I'm at nine. I added Utah and Maryland with the points, and I got it to ten to win nine hundred twenty-four thousand. Eighteen legs is tough. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. For the record, I have yet to win the first three legs of any of these uh, Banker Fangle parlays. So this one of these weeks is finally going to happen, but we haven't really been close. This screams of Liberty are going to lose tomorrow or you're not even going to get the football. No, no, they don't play until 3 o'clock. Tomorrow, though, no? No, 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 this is Sunday. Oh, okay. If we make it to the Liberty game and that's what beats me, there's not going to be a week eight of this podcast because uh, I'm going to go crazy. Dave is going to turn into fucking Ben Shapiro and boycott WNBA games. I, I absolutely will. At least Liberty games. There will be no Liberty for the Liberty. Um, all right. To recap, I got Dolphins minus 13 half versus Panthers. Bills minus 14 versus Giants. Over in the UW Oregon. That's my log of the week. Kansas minus three and a half at OK State. Carolina minus three and a half versus Miami. I got Maryland minus 13 and a half versus Illinois. USC plus two and a half at Notre Dame. Eagles minus seven at the Jets, Niners minus six and a half at Cleveland, and Lakshmir of the week, Colorado minus 11 and a half at home against Stanford. All right. That's all we got for this week. Go Bruins, beat the Beavers down. Um, and you queued us in, so I'll let you cue us out. Will do. And Chase, I just want to say this has been fun. I'm, I'm, I'm happy you apologized to the listeners, agreed to give me those three wins at the end of the year. Um, and, uh, it's, it's good to have you back. Yep. Shout out to the Brits for not having good Wi-Fi. Much love. All right. How do I, how do I end this thing? Usually what do you, you say? You say with my co-host person X, my name is person Y, and this is the bagels and locks podcast with my co-host Chase Medorski, who's giving me three wins at the end of the year. My name is Davey bagels. And this was the bagels and locks podcast. See you next week. <laughs>